Welcome to episode 9 of Charlie's Music Production Lessons, a spin-off of the Composer Quest podcast. I'm Charlie McCarran, and in this show I'll be digging into my own productions in hopes of getting your creative gears turning. If you can create authentic-sounding chiptune music, you'll have a leg up in the video game composing world. Plus, it's just fun to see what you can do with very limited musical materials. In this episode, I share my first adventure in creating chiptune music. My finished song is a jingle for one of my Composer Quest patrons, Rob Waite. As a side note, thanks to Rob and everyone who's generously donated to my podcasting efforts. If you've been enjoying these production lessons and want to help me keep them going, maybe you could also join this elite group of Composer Quest patrons. Find out more at composerquest.com patron. Maybe I'll get to write you a jingle too. This production lesson originally aired in Composer Quest episode 98 with Jeff Russo. For more music production lessons and composer interviews, visit ComposerQuest.com. Since I'm getting more into writing video game music, and since a lot of game developers are looking for old-school chiptune synth sounds, I thought I should learn the authentic way to make them, by using a music tracker. Now, a music tracker, for those of you who don't know, is a way to sequence music that's more like computer code than using a modern music sequencer. Instead of seeing waveforms, you have a scrolling list of the notes like A4 and C-sharp 3, along with numbers representing their volume, effects, etc. It's kind of intimidating at first glance. I thought I'd give it a shot, though, so I downloaded a free tracker called Milky Tracker that works on my Mac, And I got really excited about it after watching a bunch of tutorials and seeing that it wasn't as daunting as I thought. But then I tried making a song, and it seemed painfully tedious. It felt really clunky when I tried my normal method of composing and recording on the fly, like I do in Ableton Live. I decided I would probably give up. wasn't worth my time. But after a little break, my perspective started to shift. I realized my tracker experience would be much better if I had the melodies and chords fleshed out in my head before I start typing in note after note. You can kind of think of it like pixel art. If you were drawing pixel by pixel without an idea of the final drawing, it might eventually turn into something cool and unexpected, but it would be much quicker and probably more satisfying if you can imagine the whole picture before you start. Also, for your first attempt at pixel art, you'd probably do a tiny avatar or a sprite, not a huge pixel art version of the Mona Lisa. That's another reason I think I got discouraged right away. I was trying to make a musical masterpiece when I should have approached my first chiptune song like drawing a tiny picture. I also thought I needed to start with a huge musical color palette by creating some intricate sample sounds. But again, thinking about the importance of constraints in art... I realized I should just see what I can do with the basic chiptune sounds. Sine wave, triangle wave, square wave, sawtooth wave, and noise. So for my second attempt at creating a chiptune track, I waited until a melody popped into my head. Then I recorded a simple demo of it with me singing the melody and playing the bass line on piano. Rob Waite, computer Just to hear 
From there, I started entering the notes one by one in Milky Tracker. First, I created a quick bass sound, which is basically a sine wave, but I hand drew this wave shape so that it would have a little more grit. I figured that sound would work for the melody part too. The drums are just pink noise samples played at different frequencies to get a slightly different sound for the kick, snare, and hi-hats. I listened back to what I had so far, and I started hearing a counter melody, which I added with a triangle wave. To give the ends of my phrases some life, I added a solo part with a crunchy synth. I just hit random notes in the key of G, then went back and edited a few of them. For the climax of the song, I wanted to fill out the high end and low end with a gentle high pitch pad and a low grungy bass synth. Chiptune song was basically complete, but now I needed to add the lyrics. So I had to figure out how to add my vocals without it sounding too tacked on to this otherwise authentic chiptune production. I decided the best way would be to use a vocoder effect in Ableton Live and feed in a simple Soundtooth wave as the carrier sound. If you don't know how vocoders work, you're basically filtering one sound with another sound's frequency spectrum. So my voice, completely filtered through a sawtooth wave, sounds like this. Sounds cool, but the issue is that the lyrics are hard to understand, especially with the background music going. So I turned the vocoder effect down to about half strength, so my original vocal recording pops through with the consonants when they're needed for clarity. Rob Wade, computer engineer by train. Now the vocals work much better in the mix. 